It's two redheads and one going to prom talking about racing. Jason's going to prom, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) Nope. Senior in college now, not going to prom. Andrew's going to prom. Yeah, I am. Next, he's going to skip the All Star race. I know. I know. That's that was um, tough to see that it's Saturday night, both for the All Star race and prom. So I'm going to have to miss the All Star race. You didn't ask your school to like rearrange your schedule a little bit. You know, I tried. I did try, but they they didn't really go for it. They didn't really see the uh, purpose of moving prom because of just one NASCAR All Star race. But it is one hot night, so. <laughs> hey, so you're saying prom's gonna be one hot night? Oh no, no, wait, 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 wait. Let me just backtrack on that. Then <laughs> nope. I was referring to the All Star race, and you know what? This oh, yeah, but you know Got what? It. Maybe you know you never know how how it'll go. Could be both. <laughs> Andrew was getting mad before the podcast because he claims I twist his words around all the time. Yes. But like that situation, he just walked right into it. That's fair, okay? But sometimes you twist my words when, like, it's a stretch to twist. <laughs> you just gotta stop talking. Like, when I say okay, you're like, what's okay? Like, <laughs> you know exactly what I mean. <laughs> that makes it sound like it's a three-year-old being like, why? Or like, what was that? And then I just show you a, a shiny spoon and like, you forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> Easily distracted. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I will miss the all-star race, though. It, it sinks. Yeah. And of course, the last dance that we had was the Richmond playoff race. And that was during our homecoming. So... It's, I don't know what it is with school dances and night races, huh. but it's not a good combo. Just wait. There's no dances in college, so you'll be good. No, you'll but there fine. are. I hear like Arizona State has like a homecoming or something we like have that. We homecoming, but we definitely don't have a dance. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's different than high school, but you know. Yeah. You'll get there eventually. All right. People don't really care about talking about high school anymore, so let's talk about Kansas. Yeah. I'm, I'm about ready to move on from high school. <laughs> <laughs> Can move to Kansas? Yes, and we're gonna go to Kansas. I visited. No, fun. I visited Kansas. That was that was a great way. One year ago, this is a quick story, but one year ago, my dad's like, "Hey, do you want to visit the University of Kansas?" Um, and we could go to the race. And I'm like, "Well, Arizona State was pretty cool. I'll give Kansas a shot." <laughs> but really, I just wanted to go see the race. So we visited the school, and I got a a night race out of it, which was good. Yeah, who would want to go to school in Kansas? I've never been there, but it just seems like it's the middle of nowhere and there's probably nothing to do. It wasn't a good fit for me, but the race was. NASCAR is. So that's always important. But hey, Kansas last night, I'm going to put that up there with Talladega as being one of the best races of the year. I can just categorize it as the best mile and a half race. That's a little easier. Yeah, okay. So so if you were to categorize them, I'd say Talladega, Bristol, Kansas. Talladega, Daytona, Bristol, or Talladega, Bristol, Daytona, Kansas. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't put it in any particular order, but I was was thoroughly entertained the whole night. I want to break down a couple things first about this Kansas race that made it different than other mile and a half races this season. First mile and a half night race of the year. Mm -hmm. Cooler temp, probably the coldest race of the year, I would say. And this package... We've talked about it a couple episodes before, but the cooler temps and the night conditions have played favorably with the type of racing this package produces. All-Star Race last year is when we first saw a version of this package, and it was at night. And I don't think it was cold. I think it was pretty warm. But still, the nighttime conditions, for some reason, are when this package shines. But unfortunately, 
very limited night races on schedule, especially at mile and a half. I know. And I mean, Jeff Glock posted something too, is night races are now the new day races. You know what I mean? There's better conditions in racing, as you mentioned, when it's colder under the lights. And I, I would say this drivers have compared this new package to the truck series. They like the cars handle and feel like you're driving a truck. And when we would see the racing up to the point at Kansas, I really didn't get a vibe of like, this is the truck series, but well, we don't want it to be the truck series. No, I we know. Want it to be the cup series. I know. It, of course. But when I watched the truck race Friday night, you know, that was a great race. That was really fun to watch. No one could really get away from one another. And then when we tune in Saturday night and watch the cup race, I got a very similar vibe. It was still different. Cup had its own feel, but that was the closest I think we've gotten to the truck series style of racing. And it was what? amazing. I get what you're saying, but I don't want it. Like, we shouldn't be comparing the top level. Like, we want to make the top level like the lower level. But it wasn't like the truck series, but it was very, it was similar style racing. But it was. I just want to make that comparison because I just think that's really rough to be like, all right, we're like our truck series now. Even though the truck's great racing, but the truck should be its unique product. Cup should be like the ultimate best product there is out there. And I think they're making progress. And especially with the night racing package, that's what gets me is that. We feel like this package is very mixed reviews so far this season. And before the season, I was all for it. I'm like, whatever we saw in the all-star race, if we can produce that all season long, I'm all for it. Hasn't happened. Very, has not worked out that well. Kansas was the closest thing we saw, but it's hard when you could say this package works in this one condition, but the rest of the year, it's just kind of not worked that well. So I hate having to say this package is awesome when it's just one race that was really good. I'm not saying anything specifically about the package. I'm just saying the race was good and the package fit for the conditions that were presented to it. Yeah. I'm just saying when I watched the race at Kansas on Friday night and the cup race on Saturday night, it looked pretty similar in terms of how the cars were racing, how close everyone was together. And that's about it. But obviously the truck or obviously the cup cars are, I mean, that's where the best skill is. The best cars are still winning. It's not like people are just marching up towards the top, you know, just because they can. I mean, it's still the hardest series and it's still the, the top of motorsports. So reasons we like the race Saturday night. Go. It was like the truck series. Oh, gosh. <laughs> shut up about this stupid truck series. <laughs> more concrete reasons no like you, real reasons um i i mean the last 30 laps i was on the edge of my seat i mean it was just watching bowman try to make his car five lanes wide uh kislowski closing in and um just new faces popping up really is what made it exciting for me and um it just no one really could get away from someone else and no one really seemed to, at the end when Harvick was taken out of it, everyone seemed to be on even playing ground, which made it yeah. just an entertaining race. And I just, I really enjoyed the racing throughout the whole night. Now I agree with those reasons why it was entertaining at the end. They were closer. I think it is definitely a result of the fastest car, probably not being in the lead. Like Harvick has problems. Kyle Busch has problems. So they were back in the pack. And it was nice to see that these group of cars that were pretty even across the board were the ones leading, and that made it 
entertaining. And that'd be nice if every week we can have the fastest guy have problems so you can see the rest of the field kind of duel up there versus the one guy just checking out like we typically see. I think Harvick would have done that had he not had that tire problem. And I will say this too. Even if Harvick ended up winning the race and, and winning by more than a second, I still would have chalked it up as a good race. One thing you said too that was good it was like all the different guys up front. Like Ricky Stenhouse Jr. took the lead at one point. Chris Tyler Busher. Reddick was running fourth at one time. I know. His second career Cup Series start. Busher, who's been consistently good all year, was competing for the win. Bo- like Bowman, just the fact Jones. That Bowman, yeah. Yeah. These completely new faces. It wasn't Kevin Harvick and Kyle Busch and Martin Truex Jr. And I don't really know why, or Logano or any of those guys. I don't really know why that happened. I, don't, I can't point to a specific reason saying this is a why these guys were up front, which when they're typically not. But I enjoy looking at top five and being like, those guys aren't usually there. That's what's really entertaining about racing. But at this point, I would actually argue that these are becoming more familiar faces. This isn't the first time we've seen Stenhouse up there. Bowman got his third straight runner-up finish in the Cup Series. I would almost argue that these guys are just stepping up. And this but, this was the race where we saw them all together at once. And it was so apparent, like, oh my God, there's so many of these drivers that 10 races ago, we would not have expected them to be up there. But now, I mean, the Chevys last three weeks have really stepped up. Like there's something going on with Chevrolet where I want to say it was like seven of the top 10 were Chevys or something, some kind of statistic like that. I don't know. It, I always like to break the season up into like four different sections or as you mentioned, stages right now, we're seeing a bunch of new faces rise to the top, but I'm not wouldn't say that Bowman and Chase Elliott and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. are about to replace Kevin Harvick and Martin Tricks Jr. and Kyle Busch. The last three weeks the they kind of have, though. But that's like, you think Stenhouse and Bowman are going to consistently outrun Kyle Busch for the neck for the rest of the year? No, but I mean, I, mean, I think Bowman will win a, ra- win a race. He proved yeah. la- like Saturday night that he could. I'm not I just s- think these couple weeks are just not abnormal, but they're showing some different faces, but I don't think it'll be a trend. I think you'll see the cream rise to the top still. I disagree. Saying, I think we're going to see more Bowman's of that. I'm Bowman's better than Harvick right now. No, that's not what I was saying either. But I'm, I'm saying that we're going to see a little bit more of this. More of these guys stepping it up. Based on what? I don't know. It just seems to be how the season's evolving. That they found some kind of speed with this package. They figured it out. It could be that it's a mile and a half thing, but I've seen, I mean, you can't say that Dover and Kansas were the same, but we saw similar things where Chevys, Hendrick Motorsports, Alex Bowman, Chase Elliott, both ran good at those two unique types of racetracks. You cannot say that that's just by coincidence that they're running well. I just think it's going to take a couple more races to say there's a trend there like it was cool like it was very telling that they ran well a mile and a half because they had not done that for the last year and a half but now that they did want run well once let's go to charlotte and see what they do and then we'll get to pocono michigan it'll be some more tests to see if they can consistently be up there but i just don't think the talladega we throw that out for two race. i, I ha- hate having developing a trend f off of two races i think we need a couple three probably more races to really see if it's a continue if it'll last which 
right now it seems like they're the strongest and if they can stay up there it's awesome but i think we need to give it a little more time all i'm saying is last time we were at a mile and a half and i know conditions are different but last time we were at a mile and a half these were not the names that we were talking about and now we are i want to know why that is i think conditions had a lot to do with it but and i also think kyle bush having problems harvick having problems and um Oh, then guys starting at the back of the pack. I think you saw in practice Eric Amarola and Clint Boyer and well, Boyer was up front, but like the SHR cars were the fastest by far. And then they had to start the rear, which kind of threw it off. Like I had Amarola on my fancy team thinking he would do super well. Same with Logano. Like all these guys that started the back and didn't really get that chance to be up front dominating like they're used to. But um, they gave the chance to other guys like Bubba Wall started seventh, not saying that he performed well in the race, but was uh, definitely a a lot of factors went into the new faces up front. Yeah. I don't even know what we're arguing. You're basically saying that, that Bowman and Stenhouse and Chase and Jones, this was just like a one-time thing. That's what, that's what I'm getting. I'm just, it's not going to be, a, I don't think it's a consistent thing. I don't think we're going to shoot the 600 and it's going to be those guys beating Truex, who's dominated this race before, and Kyle Busch, who's But you can't this count them out before. now. I know, but I think they're definitely got a better chance, but I don't think it's going to be a complete flip of the switch where it's a whole new crop of guys. No, I know. I mean, well. Harvick probably would have won the race if he didn't have an issue, but we saw a different top 10 than what we had normally seen. Yeah. These are, just, new, these are new people that you can't count out now. I think the bottom line is that this one race isn't going to determine everything. I don't think it's like an end all be all because this happened at Kansas. This is going to happen for the next rest of the season. I think you're kind of saying it's potentially that way. I'm just saying we've seen performances out of guys who we had really not seen much out of before that could not all have been just because of luck. Now I know, and back to like what you were saying, the conditions probably did play a whole lot into it, but at least we're seeing some improvement out of teams that have kind of, you know, run in the back and just been quiet throughout the whole year. Yeah. It'd be great if they can keep performing. This could be the start of something. Could be. Let's check back in a month and see where they are, and then we can compare again. All right. Because I'm saying that they're not, it's going to go back to how it has been for who's the top performers. I don't think Chase Elliott and Alex Bowman are going to. So, do you think the Chevys go back to where they were, kind of struggling? No, I think they'll get, I think they'll continue improving, but I don't think they're going to be able to beat Kyle Busch and Martin Trex Jr. and Kevin Harvick yet. The former big three, I think, is still going to reign supreme over the series into the summer months. That's my prediction. I don't think that's fully going to be the case, but we'll just have to see. Time will tell. One more thing about Kansas. The thing, like it was the racing was good and we saw the closeness of the racing, but the one thing that I texted in our group chat a little bit was the fact that there were cautions in the race. Kansas has been notorious for crashes. Like for some reason, since they um, repaved it, put the progressive banking, it's a tough, tricky, challenging track. And often at least a lot of guys crashing and stuff. We saw those crazy restarts and people getting sideways and losing control, but they never wrecked which is something you have not seen with, I think, the lower downforce package. But because these cars are so have so much downforce, are so stuck to the track, it's so hard to crash now. And I think this Kansas race could have been 
it, it was great, but it could have been even better if it kind of had that full race feel where you've got stuff happening throughout the race. There's attrition. You see guys maybe performing well at the beginning of the race and then getting caught up in something and kind of struggling towards the end. So one thing I kind of came away with the race is the attrition factor that used to be prevalent in NASCAR is kind of fading away where these guys aren't crashing. There's not really engines blowing. They're just kind of all racing the whole time. And seeing guys fall out of the lead, fall out of the race was kind of a really entertaining factor that we have kind of lost. And Kansas didn't have that and other things, but that one factor I think could have put it over the top. I'll add fuel mileage to that too. When was the last fuel mileage yeah. race we've seen? I, I miss that, that. I think stage racing kind of killed that. Yeah. Because it's so much strate- strategically based fuel mileage before the race even starts. So like there's no chance for it to turn into that doesn't seem like anymore just all it will take all the only time you can get a fuel mileage race is a well-timed caution in the favor of the fans towards the end of a race to have people pit right when they're on the window and then go caution for the rest of the race that's the only time you can really get fuel mileage racing anymore yeah but I, i will say there's give and take i and i've said this before you can have and and we got this but you can have a good, entertaining race without carnage, without wrecks. I know that's yeah. what people sometimes tune in to watch, but I'm a believer that you don't necessarily need... I mean, this race, yeah, it had overtime, but it was still really good, and yeah. I think it still would have been good without the overtime finish. The overtime finish made it that much better, but yeah. I don't... I think the late race cautions were played a major factor because they really bunched the field up three or four times. Bowman was really checked out and had like a four or five second lead over Kyle Busch and they did have one more round of pit stops to make so that could have um, jumbled things up even more but the cautions at the end definitely made it so that kept the cars close, kept them um, able to race that close to each other and battle like that for those last 30 or 40 laps. Yeah, um, that it, it for sure helped and it even created a little bit of uh tempers flaring with boyer and jones too which which side are you on i wish clint Boyer would have just wrecked eric jones like it's these guys talk about especially clint he's about at the end of the race you don't care you just do whatever it takes like if someone gets in your way just knock them out of the way and he said he lifted because eric came down and blocked him i wish he would just punted him because I, like I'm all for blocking, but when a guy kind of just cuts all the way across the field and it's like, you literally just moved across the entire racetrack right on me and I'm there. So I'm just going to wreck you. Cause that's what you kind of put yourself in a position to happen. Which, all right. So are you team Eric or team Boyer? Clint. Really? I'm team Eric. Why? I like, I get it. It's racing. That's his point. Like, it's yeah. just racing. Yeah. I like that. But listen, I, all right, I'm, fine. If I'm I throw Clint the block, then you, you have the right to boot me. But Clint Boyer yeah. didn't boot me. You know what That's I mean? What I, I wish he would have done that to really show Eric that he can't just I, do that. All right. I've got a scenario. If it was Tony Stewart in that 14 car and Eric Jones did that, what would have happened? Smoke would have wrecked him. Yeah, it would have been great. That would have been like the tempers would have still flared, but it would have been a little bit different. And I kind of wish that would have happened. Listen, the team I'm on, this is why I'm on Eric Jones's side. I mean, this isn't like it's a restart to start stage two or stage one. This is overtime with two laps to go, especially in a package where momentum's so huge. Yeah, you're going to block him. And that's that stinks if it hurt Boyer. But I mean, why should Eric Jones be courteous to Clint Boyer with two laps to go in a race where if he gives that spot up, he loses about five spots? That, that just doesn't make any sense to me. I just think there would have been a smarter way to 
Um, I don't think he needed to come all the way down the racetrack and block all those guys. Not that we're in the car and can know what's happening, but I bet it wasn't necessary to drive all the way down there, block all those guys and go all the way back up. Like if he kind of just kept doing his own thing, I think he would have had a lot of momentum going on the high side into turn one and two and probably would have been able to pass Bowman and Boyer and Chase Elliott and all those guys. Man, Eric Jones is racing for position. That's all that I think matters in my book. I think there is a bigger picture. He could have gotten some more momentum, some spots by doing something different, but of course we're not in the car and we can't, say what would happen but if Clint Boyd wrecked him that would have been so great because I think that would have showed him don't do that like that's not you don't just cut across someone like that I think it's on Boyer for being too nice you gonna tell him that next time you see him hey Clint I just, I just think you're being, being too nice on the track this season what's up <laughs> I won't say that no but I mean yeah that's that's the way I see it if Boyer really wanted to move him and I think he would have justified his actions if he didn't let up. And I'm, I think he said next time, I don't think I'm going to let up, but I think if he, I'm on Eric Jones's side cause it's racing. That's the way I see it. Well, she would have wrecked him. <laughs> he should have. I mean, all right. You know, Kansas points were on the line, I guess. And Boyer hasn't won a race yet. Eric hasn't won a race yet. So they're kind of trying to continue keeping their, position nice and not really lose a bunch of spots after running so well all night but that was because they're getting paid points at the end of the day but now we're going the all-star race where there's no points on the line so i hope if any situation presents itself like on that last lap on kansas boyer would have no hesitation but to take him out knowing that it doesn't matter it's an all-star race non-points event nothing on the line i mean a million dollars on the line so that's why you would do it you go for the money and that's about it Second place, doesn't matter what what happened. You're just going for the checkered flag at the All-Star Race. That's what's going to make fun about it. So that's what I'm going to go for Saturday night. I'm going to go for the checkered flag. I think I'm going to take it home. I don't know. I don't think the winning driver will like that too much. But hey, you're going to be there. First race of the year. Yes, first race in six months. Have you been been itching to get back? Glad to be back. Have missed being around everyone on the racetrack in the media center and going to work and going to capture content like i missed doing all of that and love working with the charlotte Motor speedway pr team so i'll be back with them and that's i'm definitely excited about that part i have missed that so much and then i'm going to indy 500 the next weekend so two awesome awesome weekends of racing in person i finally can walk again can go to the racetrack it'll be good that's cool yeah the the indy 500 i'm curious to see because Last time I went, it was like forever ago. I didn't even know what was going on. Now you the can. The eighteen-year-old is like, yeah. Last time I went, or seventeen-year-old's like, all right. Oh, yeah, well, last time I, I went. All I'm saying is, I didn't appreciate it as much as I would now. So I'm curious how you would compare it to the Daytona 500. So I, I hope you yes. check back with us in a couple of weeks about that. But um, if you don't fire me, what? If you don't fire me before then, fire you? How can I fire you? You're part of the podcast if you fire me then i can't check back in in a couple weeks well you're the one (laughs) you've got access to posting all the episodes (laughs) you can put in what i say and what i don't say i've got no power in this (laughs) so if any i'm looking for a new co-host anyone got any applications feel free to tweet them to me why not um no that should be fun that 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 does sound like a a winning combination right there two weekends of racing especially indy 500 that is I look forward to that race so much every year. It is such a great show, so I'm excited to see what you think this, of it. 
before, but I look forward to the Indy 500 more than Coke 600. Honestly, yeah. Although, Coke 600 is going to be under the lights with this package. What we saw at Kansas, you don't roll your eyes, okay? Literally, conditions could be the same. Yeah, they could be similar, but I just... I think Kansas had some special ingredients like that track, the progressive banking, all the lanes. Kansas had the perfect storm for a race like that. And I hope Charlotte produces the same thing. But All right, folks, I'm going to be optimistic here. <laughs> I think we're going to get a good show again. Hopefully. I think we're going to get a different 600 or better 600 than years past. I hope so. If you want to watch the Ultimate Cook 600, watch the 2005 version. They had like 20 cautions and... So many different lead changes and so much happened throughout the race. I'm just saying, YouTube that one if you're bored in the next couple of weeks. Sounds good. Well, should be a good couple of weeks of racing. I'm excited for it. This this is month of May, one of my favorite times of the year for motorsports. It really all comes together. I mean, I watched Formula E today and it was like entertaining. What a loser. Okay. You know what's interesting about Formula E real quick? Nothing. <laughs> no. So it's literally like Mario Kart. There are places on the track and i looked this rule up it's called and let me find the official terminology here but it's called attack mode and it's literally it's a strip on the racetrack about maybe 15 to 20 feet long where it's off the groove and drivers can choose to go out of the preferred lane into this like attack mode area and they get extra power it's literally like a video work? game. I don't even know. But like, here, I'll read it. So they go through the attack mode, like strip on the racetrack and they get an extra 25 kilowatts of power. So, yeah, you know, like, oh, we went through the strip. It's literally like yeah, a boost. I the button and add you extra power. I found that was interesting. That's what we're going to see just... next year. Gen 7. <laughs> attack right. mode NASCAR. Andrew hated what he saw on Saturday night, so we're going to add some attack mode. When did I say I hated... See, this is what I'm talking about. When did I ever say I hated what I I'm saw on Saturday night? I'm saying, you twist my words around, I twist your words around. That's just how this, how this goes. All right, that's fair. We're twisting each other's words. So probably everything we said today, just a little bit backwards. <laughs> but no problem. Jason, you asked me to read fantasy results, so I will do that. You beat me. You beat me. Of course. First, RB924. Second, Colonial1273. Jason, you finished third. Woo. Kelly's Heroes is in fourth, and I finished fifth. Better luck next week, kid. Kevin Harvick killed me. He was the one. And then I garage Kislowski, which also hurt. So I had the right players, just didn't execute correctly. I forgot to garage him in our in the podcast league because I was going to garage him in the other oh, league. Oh, and then it was so a great mistake you made. Yeah. Hmm. That's. But I'm still heading in the standings. It's going good. Almost halfway through the regular season. Feeling good about my usage. Still beating you. So it's all good. All right. Well, there's a lot of time left. Just want to put it out there. Watch your back, Schultz. I'm going to hurt you. <laughs> Jason, where can we find you on social media? Follow me at Hey Jason Schultz. Since I'll be at the track, I'm planning to post plenty of content from the All Star Race, some unique things going on and out and about. And I think I'll just be having my phone out the whole time and my camera, just like taking pictures and videos because I'm like, oh, I'm back at the racetrack. 
all these cool things to see. Where can they follow you on Twitter? You can follow me at Andrew Curlin TV. I've got a good week coming up of some new videos, and including um, including the reference way back from this podcast. People forget about of forgot about it. Pickles with Martin Truex Jr. That video in its full. Would you rather with Martin Truex Jr. coming out this week? So you can hear Pickles again. Your next race is not until Chicago. Chicago. Okay, so we have to wait a while to get our next words in. But well, we can both get the words in. Yeah, we'll both be there. Yeah, so we'll figure that out. Because we'll, we'll start laughing. We'll look at each other and start laughing if, like, you say it and you're just kind of like... And I just look at you off camera. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My friend told me to use the word sponge in, like, an assembly. So I was... I totally made up the terminology, but, like, it was... They had, like, the team captains go up and say something real quick about the season. So I'm like, yeah, we've been able to sponge up a lot of uh, big accomplishments this year, and I just looked at them and pointed. So I'll do that for you in Chicagoland. Sounds like a plan. (laughs) All right. Well, Kansas was amazing. I think every single race is going to be just like Kansas from here on out. And, and it'll be just like the truck series every race And get ready. Here on get out. ready, folks. It's going to be a good season. Truck series coming to the Cup series. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. We'll see you next week.